Welcome to Calvary Revival Church Podcast, where we exist to know God, live generously, discover purpose, and make a difference. Wherever you are listening from, our desire is for this practical teaching to make a difference in your personal life and in the lives of the people and community around you. And now, let's prepare ourselves for an uplifting experience. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is David Osborne. My wife and I, Lydia, serve as the campus pastors here and uh, so grateful to be here with you all. So today I'm going to be reading Matthew chapter 2, and uh, you don't have to stand up, but uh, check out what happened uh, when Jesus was born. This is what it says in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of of King Herod. And about that time, some wise men from the Eastlands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this. And he was, uh, as was everyone in Jerusalem, he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is this Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophets wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. So then Herod called a private meeting. See, anytime the enemy's scheming, he always does stuff privately. He's, he's, he's you know... It's so obvious, too. It's private, but it's still obvious. He called a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them that the time that the star was first appeared. And then he told them, he said, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I may go and worship him too. I call cap on that. Somebody say capping. That means lying. After this interview, the wise men went their way and they, they, the star that had been seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem and it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word. Your word is truth. And help us through the preaching of your word to be able to to do something that, that is a bit unusual for us during this time of year. Teach us how to walk the way that these wise men and supposedly women as well uh, did when we recognize who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Turn to somebody real quick and say wisdom. You know, one of the things that I, I realized during this time of the year is, um, you know, it's, we, 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 we do these uh, Christmas presentations and, you know, there's it's so much happening and 
Christmas lights, and it's just so such like it's a festive time, which I think is a good thing uh, as we celebrate Jesus. And like I said, like I don't care like what your belief is about Jesus and and, and Christmas and all that good stuff. Like if you're there, you're like it didn't happen in August, it didn't happen in December. Green means this, and yellow and gold means all those. Stuff. Y'all, I know all those things, and we can have them conversations. I just know his blood was red, and so like <laughs> I need his blood. Like I need his blood, and I needed him to be born. And so we celebrate that. That's a good thing. And, and does anybody remember, like, back in school? Like, I remember, like, in kindergarten, like, they used to do the nativity scene. Like, we did the nativity plays. Did y'all do that, too, like, they're in school? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you remember, I, and it, I, was think, I was, like, watching the Charlie Brown Christmas the other day, and I was like, man, they said Jesus, like, in Charlie Brown. Like, that was back in the day. And I was like, man, they, people just really said Jesus, no problem back in the day. And, and times have changed. Like, I don't even think they do, like, you know, the, the manger scenes and all that in, in school anymore. You know, that's offensive. Well, so, so you know, but I was, I was thinking about this and I was looking as I was reading the scriptures. And I, like I told the first, I was like, y'all, I promise y'all, because Bishop made a comment and then Lydia was dropping bars about the wise men last week. And I was like, I was over there as I was listening to them and Bishop saying this stuff and Lydia saying this stuff. And I was like, I was kind of hating a little bit because I was like, they take my message, yo, because I promise you, like, I had this message prepared a month ago. And so now they're like preaching about this exploits of the wise men. And I was like. I promise I did not jack their message, okay? I promise. But I was thinking about something that uh, Watchman Nee said. He said this about, about our intellect and about God and how we should honor him. Listen to this. This is going to hurt, y'all, okay? It's going to hurt, so just, just be ready for this. Watchman Nee said, please remember that neither God nor the brothers and sisters treasure your opinion." I'm afraid that the only one who treasures your opinion in the whole world (laughs) is yourself. If you think your opinion is best and that God treasures our opinion and that brothers and sisters honor your ideas, you are living in a dream world. And what I realized is that for believers, if we proclaim Jesus because we, we, we've had this encounter with God as a result of him being born, then, then as we learn to lead like Jesus and we learn to serve like Jesus and, and in this time where we've become like Jesus and, and all of these things have happened, what, what I begin to find is, is the further I go in that process, my opinions and my ideas about things become smaller and smaller. Because when the Spirit of God begins to change us and make us like himself and, and, and we become uh, uh, transformed in his image and we, we move away from being conformed to the, by this world's standards and we move into being transformed, I, the things I used to think, I just don't think about those things any longer. And see, in this today, in this post-postmodern or postmodern culture, whichever one you want to go with, like, you know, opinions mean a lot to people. If even right now, when I said that, some of y'all flinched a little bit. He's like, well, you ain't talking to me. I got, I, I, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got something to say. I've been through something. But see, the truth is, everybody's been through something. What, what eternal value rests in your words? 
What eternal value rests in your experiences? And what I've realized is that when we have these experiences, they're all similar, all the same. We're all living at the same time of, in the earth, and there's all these things happening, and then personally we're, we're dealing with things. I, I've realized that, that, that what really makes it unique and special is that you're able to walk out in wisdom, with godly wisdom, in a way that's unusual for the things that you're encountering. And you see, when I was looking at this passage, uh, telling the story of of Jesus' birth through through Matthew's account of the scriptures, I was really, I saw something, I was like, wow, the wise men, they they, they were brought there by a star. Number one, can we just, there was no GPS, there was no Waze app, a star. And they studied the stars. What's interesting about the wise men, if you, if you study their lineage, they were actually traced back to Daniel in the, in the Old Testament, where Daniel, who, who was this wise man that counseled kings, and Daniel's, uh, his practice that he taught the people that were there, they got some of that. And then thousands of years later, now these, these wise men, and in some case maybe women, they were there, and they, and they begin to follow this star that led them to the true and living God. And that entire encounter was prophesied thousands of years before this happened. And it's interesting, like, when I was thinking about us and how that applies to my own life, it's like there were these brilliant, genius, intelligent people of that day that said, I am willing to lay all of my dignity and all of my value and all of my esteem to a baby, a newborn king. And so what does that mean for us today? So I want to talk through something. I saw this, this passage about wisdom because I feel like wisdom is an underdeveloped skill set that believers, sometimes we don't walk in. I, I believe that, 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 that if we ask for wisdom, the Bible says that he'll give us wisdom. And, and, and listen, as the world gets darker and, and, and the light of, 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 of God seems like it's getting dimmer, uh, you know, one person says when they call wrong, right, wrong, and wrong, right, and it gets a little fuzzy and gray, and how do we really do things? You need the wisdom of God to be successful today. You need the wisdom of God to navigate how you're going to relate, who you're going to connect to, what is it that you need to do, how is it that you're supposed to act and respond. There's a wisdom from heaven that's available to us, and, and I have never even preached this passage this way in all the years that I've preached about the coming of Jesus Christ, but I'm realizing that God gave us a pattern so that we can walk in wisdom in our own lives that can lead us to go a different way and we can find success. And I believe that there's a couple of things that we can do in order to walk out in wisdom. This is what the first idea, write this down, and this is a trick question. This is a trick idea, so let's see who rocks with it. Wisdom is found in the word of God through your pastors. Wisdom is found in the word of God, through the preached word of your pastors. Now, me saying that, I get the dynamic that, that this is a little bit odd and strange. So I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging that. But listen to what Hebrews chapter 13, verses 17 says. He says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. 
So, so the writer of Hebrews is saying the pastors and the leaders, they are accountable to God for your soul and so that you can, so that they can uh, delegate God's authority and God's uh, impact into your life. They're responsible for that. So do this so that their work will be a joy and not a burden for that would be of no benefit to you. So God immediately, he, he, the writer, he, he, he lifts up the idea of, of pastors and, and leaders. And this is what Proverbs chapter 12 says, verses 14. He says, wise words brings many benefits and hard work brings rewards. But the fool thinks that their own way is right. <laughs> but the wise listen to others. He said, a, a, a fool, y'all, this is, this is in, I'm, I'm talking about the Bible. I ain't calling you a fool. But the Bible says a fool is quick-tempered. But a wise person stays calm when they're insulted. Did anybody pass that test this week? Who failed it? Listen to this. An honest witness tells the truth and a false witness tells a lie. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. So listen, as the word of God is being preached over this platform for 32 years, God's word has been sown out. And Bishop and Pastor Jean and other pastors, are we've just been sowing the word, sowing, 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 throwing out seeds, throwing out seeds, throwing out the word, throwing out the word. Your responsibility to the word of God is to take that word and then every time that you come in this environment, there is a, there's a focus, there's an intention, there's a, there's a realness, there's an authenticity that you say, I am not coming in here just to be casual, to have a worship. I'm not doing this just because what I do on Sunday. No, 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 no. But, but the person that wants to walk in godly wisdom to be able to discern some things that are, that are unusual so that they can, they can confront difficult situations and still lead people and still be able to lead your family and to lead your organization and to lead your your business that you're doing. The the godly people, the wise person says, every time I come into the place where the word of God is being preached, I have a focus, I have an intention, I got a notebook, I got a Bible. They used to say back in Sunday school, you got a notebook, your Bible, and a pen to take notes. You got a notebook? I looked at Anton because he used to teach us that. A notebook, a Bible, and a pen to take notes. I don't have a notebook or a pen, but I got a notes app. And in my notes app, they got, I'm, I'm writing down the things that God is speaking to me. Part of the challenge that you're not able to, to move into the things that God has for you is because you don't place the, the same priority that you should on the preach, profess word of God. Now listen, this is the challenge. There are lies that are being spewed out all over the place. The fool listens to truth and doesn't do it. The Bible says, however, that truthful words stand the test of time. So you can stake your decisions, you can stake your thinking, you can stake your emotions, you can stake your relationships on the truth of God's word that's being preached. So so there should be a tenacity that when you come in here, you're ready. You're ready to do what you got to do. You're ready to listen. All right, all right, I I know we got in a fight. I'm sorry, babe, but I got to listen to the word. Because see, some of us, we come in here too casual. You wake up late, your alarm goes off, you you, you press the snooze button eight times, then 
then you hurry up and get dressed, you throw your clothes on, you get in this jank, and you, you coming in into the second song and trying to act like we don't see you. We see you right there, bro, we see you. And then, and then so you coming in, you like, all right, let me get this joint in. And like, and they bumping you like, yo, he bumping me. They breasting, they all, all these other distractions. And that's just the trivial things. We're not even talking about what you walked through this week. You see, you see, this is the thing. The enemy is out to rob, steal, destroy your soul. So what he will do is he will allow insignificant, meaningless things distract you from listening and hearing the word of God for your life so that you can walk in truth and power and understanding. So because the things that you're walking through, you're going to need a word that's higher than yourself. You're going to need wisdom that goes, goes beyond the things that you have seen before. Your experiences alone are not enough. You need the wisdom of God to be able to discern right and to be able to discern wrong. Have, have anybody ever been in a situation where there's no right or wrong? It's just wrong, wrong, wrong. Anybody found themselves in something and you're like, I didn't even cause this and I got to make a right decision? I've never been here before. Or it was their fault. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? You need wisdom from heaven. And you see, when you walk in that godly wisdom, because you lift into the preach word of God and you've listened to the word, you got to write that stuff down. Y'all, don't just write down the notes if you don't look back at the notes. Can I get, bro, can I get super, super practical? If you don't go back and, 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 and look at what God is speaking to your soul, and if you don't go back and digest that and, and rethink, so, so Lord, okay, so you said, so you said this, and I wrote this down, my spirit just, I, that, that was for me. So I got to go back to that. And then I get the passages that the preacher was preaching about, and I go study them, and I, I go memorize them. And then I'm going to use that that I learned on Sunday. I'm going to use that today. And I'm going to practice that in my life. See, part of the challenge is that, is that you don't have an aggressive, uh, intentional uh, hunger for, for the word of God that way. Listen, I ain't talking about just listening to preaching, because, y'all, there's a ton of preachers. Y'all, there's more preachers than ever before, but the Bible Bible says they, they're, they're, only, they're only interested in, in high thoughts and lofty ideas. The word says it, it, they, they have uh, itching ears of the people. They, it says literally that they are ones that, that Paul was trying to say in Timothy, that they are the ones that have this idea in 2 Timothy chapter 4. It says, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correcting, rebuking, and encouraging the people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound, wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. And then this is the unfortunate truth, is they will reject the truth and chase after myths. You need the wisdom of God because sometimes... Some of the conversations that you entertain is itchy ear conversations. Some of the, some of the, some of the relationships that you have that you put a, a, a huge premium and value on, and, and, and you have found 
I listen to your advice and then my life ends up being worse than what it was before. So, so why not, just, just real simple, why not let the word of God who is your creator and your maker and he fashioned you and he shaped you. He knows everything, every intricate, weird uh, uh, proclivity that you have and all your, your, your oddness that makes you uniquely you. He knows you. So when the preached word of God is, is, is professed over your life, that word is so that he can bring you into himself and he can bring you into your purpose and he can bring you further into your calling and he can bring you further into the, the man or the woman that he's created for you to be. That is the reason why if for, for all these years that I've been here, 28 years that I've been here, I got, a, my, I got notes and, and, and notebooks of things that I've heard that Bishop and Pastor Andy would preach and I got them down and I, I remembered them and I wrote them down and, and what you should do is go back and look at some of that stuff that you wrote down a year or two ago because you'll find that God was actually faithful to his word and he did what he said he would do. Part of the challenge is you, you, you've come so familiar with church and, and the routine and we came back from the pandemic and you were like, all right, I'm going to go sit in this same seat. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to talk to the same people. And meanwhile, there's hundreds of new people that just got hungry for the word of God and they're looking for people to say, hey, does this really work? Does this really matter? But I promise you, if you sit under the word of truth and you embrace that truth and you deny the lies, what you find is your life begins to reflect him more and more and more and then you grow in wisdom and now you can make decisions about difficult situations because you have the wisdom of God. How many people want to walk in that wisdom? Make some noise for the Lord. And I do. I do. Y'all, this ain't entertainment. I know we had like the rocketeers doing all, you know, and we celebrate, we have fun, but yo, this ain't entertainment. If you come in here trying to get entertained, be like, or, oh man, I wish I had a chair, because some of y'all brothers, y'all be like, mad. You got a screw face on right now. I feel it. This ain't no entertainment. This is the word of God for our lives to be able to grow into who he wants us to be. We, I could, there's a, y'all, there's, how many other places could we be right now? Who's brunch, hello. Like we could be a lot of, I heard y'all do this brunch thing. That's what I found out over the pandemic. Y'all be out in them streets during brunch. I saw y'all. <laughs> praise the Lord, David. I was like, and I was like, praise the Lord. Like, why am I seeing you? Why are you seeing me right now? Like, where, we both wrong. We, <laughs> But if I'm going to be here, I'm going to become everything he wants me to be. Because wisdom is found in the preached word through your pastors. We're responsible. That's why, that's why we got to honor the word of God, y'all. If we ain't up here talking crazy or telling you these fables or these stories. No, 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 no. We're the, it's the preached word of God is what we're about. And if we do that faithfully and as what has happened over these years, look at, look at the fruit of your life. See, and, and, and God wants you to walk in wisdom through the preached word. Number two, he wants you to, wisdom is found in honoring your predecessors. Wisdom is found in honoring your predecessors. This is what 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 2 says. Never speak harshly to an older man. 
What if he's a scumbag? What if he's a deadbeat dad? What if he's a bum on the street? What if... Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would your own father. Talk to younger men as you would your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother and treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sister. See, see what, what has to happen, you all, is we can't embrace this lie that just because you're, you still are living and you've been around some time that you have less to offer. Like, and, and I believe that's a spirit of the Antichrist that would try to diminish and devalue and lower the voices of our predecessors who can help us not go through the same stuff that somebody else went through. I believe that when we're able to actually listen to wisdom and, and, and listen to the predecessors who have gone before us, there, there's, there's wisdom found so that we can walk according to his word and do the things that we have to do. First Peter said it like this in chapter 5, verses 5. It says, in, some, in the same way, you who are younger must accept authority from the elders. And all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. See, see the thing is, I'm going to pause right there. We, the, the challenge is how we relate to each other is off because we don't we don't understand truth and the culture doesn't understand truth so so the truth that they embrace now is as long as it's working for you we got to do it if it don't work for me I ain't doing it that's a lie the bible says you listen to the voices of your elders so they'll lead you and so you honor them there's a there's a reverence that we should have for people that have gone a little further than us and and part of the the the, the lie i believe that the enemy is trying to put over our lives now is that okay there's it's hard to discern right and wrong and truth and fiction we're not really in the word like that and we're not listening to the ogs now how is a person that lives their life like that supposed to be able to thrive in Jesus. And see, the challenge is that we don't walk this word out this way, and then we end up bumping our heads on things that we don't have to go through. And you see, I realize this because I've seen it in my own life. I remember my, uh, my dad, my dad's the wisest person I know, like, he used to tell my dad, like, really difficult stuff, and he'll just, like, he just has this spiritual gift of wisdom. I mean, it has been since I was a kid, you know. And I remember, like, when I was in, like, seventh grade, I was 13. And uh, this girl that I liked, uh, only problem with this girl that I liked, uh, she was dating this other dude. Like, dating, whatever that meant when you're 13 or 14. Like, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? But back then, you, you go, I go with her. I go with him. Like, okay. <laughs> Where y'all go? I don't know. We can't go nowhere, but we go together. <laughs> that was a big deal, too. This girl was going out with this other dude, and he was my boy, too. This is what's so grimy about it. But I kind of, like, moved in on him with her. So I started having conversation with her on the phone. It, was a, it, was, it wasn't the cell phone, y'all. It was this thing we call it. was a ring. It was like a dial phone. Like, back in the day, there used to be these things called landlines. And uh, <laughs> some people were like, what is Yeah, you used to have to, like, pre- you had to memorize the number. You had to, like, write it down on some paper and... Like, that's why, like, some of y'all, y'all be laughing, but y'all can, y'all, this is how weird culture is now. Like, you can stalk somebody on Instagram. Back then, if you wanted to know them, you had to walk up to them and be like. I was wondering if I could get your number. Y'all remember that? Now y'all just be stalking them on IG. I know, I know, it's okay. 
date naps. I'm not mad at it. So I, so I, I remember, this, I, I, so I, I, was, I went to this girl and messed up, y'all, because this is my boy. I, so I started talking to this girl. He broke up. He, they broke up, and then now we together. And we're like, ooh. But the problem is, like, that's why I stopped dating the hot girl. All the girls that were, like, the number one, I don't do those num- I don't do that no more. Like, I was like, no, because it caused so much drama. And, like, back in Hampton, back in, in like, that time, like, people had razor blades. And so, like, you was, you was, like, so I remember all the seventh, eighth, ninth graders in the high school, they was all ready to fight me over this girl. And I was, and they, I remember, like, I was about to get caught in the bathroom. So, they, it was like, you get caught in the bathroom, that's where you get sliced up and Tim Stomp. Like, it was just, like, in the, you know, so... These were real realities in the 90s. And so, like, you know, so I remember, like, I was like, so it got overwhelming. After three months, I was, because I used to have to run from, like, my class to the next class so I didn't get caught in the hallway. Or just, you know, because you get, you mess around and go to the bathroom and, and you over there using the bathroom. And so you know it, like, you know, you got blood, like, so. So I remember I got, I got broke down so much, y'all. And I, was, I went to my dad one day, finally, after, you know, you keep stuff secret from your parents. Remember, they, you weren't even supposed to be doing all that. That's the thing. That's why I didn't want to say nothing. And I was like, <laughs> I want this wrong. He's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm crying. I was like, the whole school wants to beat me up. <laughs> they got razor blades, dad. They got razor blades. My dad's from Kingston, Jamaica, so he's like anything less than Kingston in the 60s and 70s is nothing. So I was, I was like, they got razor blades. He said, do they got machetes? He didn't say that, but. <laughs> and I remember there sitting like, you know, because at that time in my life, this was a big deal. My dad said, David, it's going to be okay. I was like, no, no, dad, they got razor blades. Dad, they slice it like Tupac in the, in the movie. They slice it. He said, David, it's going to be all right. Come to find out, it ended up being okay. And what I found about my dad is that I have came to him so many times with circumstances that were beyond me. Now, that's fun when you're 13. That was fine. But as I went through different seasons of life, and even recently, things that I go through, there's wisdom found in your predecessors. This past week, I had an incredible top five moment in my Christian life, for sure. Uh, Bishop Green, who's one of our presbyters over our church, and also Bishop Hilton uh, in, in Tennessee, uh, Bishop and Pastor Janine and Lydia and myself, we all met. And this was like, we were talking about the future and talking about things to come and, and the future of the church. And it was surreal, y'all, because I'm sitting there having this meeting talking about the future. And I'm, I told them, I said, before I say anything, this is a surreal moment. You have all these generals in the faith. And Lydia and I are there. And we're talking about the future of the church. And I was like, I remember 20 years ago, almost to the month, that I went to Tennessee to Bishop Hilton's uh, conference. And Bishop and Pastor Neen were there. And Bishop Green was there. And Dr. Sam Chan was there. All these people that speak into our church. Dr. Marianne Brown, you all don't know who she is, for most of you all that are new. But she was uh, one of our presidents. Yeah, yeah, shout it out for her. To one of our presbyters, and um, and Lydia and I were there. Oddly enough, we weren't together, but we were there. And I remember sitting in that fellowship hall after the meetings and the services and all, and I was just like, "Man, I want this so bad. 
I was just listening to, to the, it's talking about Bishop Kamana Pali was talking about all the great things that's happening in Uganda. And they were talking about the work of the ministry and they were talking about how God's, what God's doing. It's, it's these kingdom builders, these generals that were talking about things that mattered. 20 years later, Lydia and I are in a restaurant with these same people talking about and seeing hundreds of years of experience through these generals. And I remember I had a question because I always come with a question. See, that's part of the challenge. You got to come with a question when you get in front of elders and people that have gone before you. You can skip difficulty by asking the right question. And I'm looking in this moment, I'm like, God. And, he, and, he, and I was reminded of this scripture when I was standing before them. He says, the elders in 1 Timothy 5 said, the elders who direct the affairs of the church are worthy of double honor. Pastor Janine, Bishop Macbeth, they are worth double honor. Especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. So our responsibility is to properly hear the word, get wisdom from our predecessors, from your mothers, from your fathers, from your, your that, that, listen, that's the reason some of the most spiritual work you're going to do over this holiday season is sit with your grandma and with your grandfather, and you're going to sit with your auntie and your uncle, <laughs> even the crazy one. You're going to sit with your... <laughs> You sit with your, with your brothers and your sisters and, 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 and don't let the enemy rob you of the opportunity to extract godly wisdom. I believe that there's a prophetic word for your life that's going to that's gonna move you out of, out of the thing that you've been struggling with. Because listen, and the wise men, when they came to Jesus, they, they kneeled and they brought their gift and they worshiped. And then from that, the Bible says, once they met Jesus, he said, the Lord gave them a dream and they went another way. He wants to give you a dream so that you look in wisdom. And then by his spirit, he'll, 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 he'll redirect you to avoid the adversary of your life. And see, part of the challenge is if you're not sitting in these postures, then you're going to miss what Jesus has for you. And that's the reason why you have to lean into the word that's preached. That's the reason why you have to, to sit with some elders and, and to honor the OGs and to sit with your parents and sit with your, don't be too proud to think you got it all and you know what to do. You don't know what to do. Yo, your stuff is jacked up, broke down because you won't ask for help. You sit there and you get godly wisdom from people and you, you, you extract it. When I was in that meeting with all the presbyters, I said, this is, I said, I don't know when the next time. And see, this is the problem because some of these are divine moments for you where you can extract some things and you can grow into what God has. I said, I don't know when the next time I'm going to get all them together like this, but I have my one questions because I'm going to extract godly wisdom so that I can do whatever it is he has for me to do and become. And for you, it's the same thing. Wisdom from heaven to avoid the adversary and do what God's called you to do. Amen? Come on, stand to your feet and let's uh, thank the Lord for his truth. Thank you all for being so patient today and celebrate with us and dedicating babies and 
But I believe there's some brothers and sisters that may be here in the building and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ. And I can talk about wisdom that comes from heaven, but the Bible says the ways of this world, it seem right, seems right, but the, 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 the real way that leads to life is found in Jesus. In our own eyes, it seems like we know what to do, but if we can look at the condition of our soul and the condition of our relationships, we're broken and we need help. And that, that brokenness can't be fixed without a relationship with God. The Bible says that Jesus came so that you could have life and have life, it says, more abundantly. And so salvation is here today. He wants to save you and bring you into the knowledge of his son, Jesus. All heads bowed, our eyes closed. You're in the building. Say, David, I'm not a follower of Jesus. I'm not a Christian. I'm doing life in my own way. But from what you've been talking about, I want to be like those wise men, this group of people that came to Jesus and they acknowledged him who he was. They bowed down and worshiped him. And then he changed the trajectory of their lives. If you're here and you want to meet Jesus, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you did a while ago, but you've gone a different way. He wants to bring you back to himself. That's you in the building with all heads bowed, our eyes closed. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand and you can begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. One, two, three. Put your hand up real high. Put your hand up real high. I see you, bro. I see you, sis. I see you, sis. I see you. I see you. I see you. Wait online, too. You're right here. You want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ? He came. It would be a shame for you to celebrate this Christmas season and not acknowledge him for who he truly is. Everybody that hands your hands raised, I don't, I don't want you to walk up here just yet, but I, I just want the church to repeat this prayer with me. If it's as serious as you are, if you're watching online or you're here in the auditorium, Jesus will, will make him yourself and you will become part of him, grafted into the family of God when you accept his grace and walk by faith according to his ways. Lord, Jesus, I need you. Come on, repeat that prayer to me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I'm so sorry. I've lived life my own way, on my own terms. But today, I come to you. I ask you to save me, cleanse me, wash me, and make me new. I turn away from my sin, and I turn to you. I believe you died on a cross, but I believe you rose again. From this moment on, I'm yours. In Jesus' name. I want to pray for you, Father. I pray for all my brothers and sisters that prayed this prayer. Man, they're like tears and crying. Like, Man, why am, I, why am I responding like this? It's because you're doing a work in them. Your spirit is entering their life right now, and you've given them a new life to follow you. Now I pray that you would make them strong disciples. Help us to be able to pastor them well and mentor them well and shepherd them well, to grow them up in the things of God. I pray for people that have made new decisions to follow you. I ask God that today they'll re that it won't be the same like last time because now they're going to base their lives on the truth and not lies in Jesus name second group of people you say David that's me I want to walk out in wisdom like you're talking about I want I need the wisdom of God right now there's some situations some things in my life where I need the wisdom of God that's you come on raise your hand and say would you pray for me that way I'm, my hand is I'm in that position Lord I need the wisdom of God all over the room come on believers I want you to lift up your hands and say, God, would you give me wisdom? Would you give me wisdom? 
Give me heavenly wisdom. Give me godly wisdom. God, right now, we make a decision to, to honor the preached word in our lives, that we won't just set it aside as something that we do as a ritual, but Jesus, we need the word of God to, to walk wisely. I pray, Father, for people that are looking for mentors and looking for, for mothers and fathers in the faith. I pray that, that this, this holiday season, you'll answer those prayers and they'll have brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers that can walk with them wisely. God, we won't be a church that'll put people aside because they've hit a certain age. God, we believe that eternity and value rest in the OGs. It rests in our predecessors. Help us to walk that way. God, we want to be like the wise men that came before you and honored you for who you are. And then you divinely gave them a new dream and a new direction. That is our hope, Jesus. And God, if you do this, we will not rob you of the credit or the glory, but everything that's going to happen because we've been able to walk wisely, we pray, God, that we'll give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise in here. Come on, y'all, give the Lord some praise. Come on. Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to celebrate with you and we have some tools to help you on your journey. Just text JESUS to 48074. To find out more about Calvary Revival Church, text GUEST to 48074. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening. Now go out and make a difference.